0: Come on Joe, let's do this. Right, here we are. Good morning everybody, and welcome to day number one of my PE with Joe. Finally, after all these years, I've put myself in self-isolation from you, Piers
1: Morgan.
2: This is a message from the government's chief medical officer about coronavirus.
3: But is that the thing? It's vicious. We
4: are told about 30 devices. Uh, We have been double checking this, But it does seem to say 30.
0: Make your choice and stick with it.
4: Did you see? Did you see?
2: Did you see? Did you see? Did you see? Hello and welcome to DigiC, a new podcast where we catch up on all the things we saw this week. I'm your host, Tallinn Aslanian, and I'm joined by Sophia Miller.
4: Hey!
2: Rose Lander. Hello. Pippa Smith. Hi. And Charlotte Scarf. Hello. We're five socially distant trainee journalists. But despite being stuck inside, we just can't tear ourselves away from all the madness on our screens. In the week the UK embraced self-isolation, did you see everything that happened? Joe Wicks became the nation's PE teacher, Boris Johnson caught coronavirus, the nation clapped for carers, and despite being in lockdown for less than two weeks, people started shaving their heads. Did you see that guys? yes
1: I think this thing about hairdressing yourself is weird I think people need to (laughs) calm down and decide like maybe four weeks in I think it's fair enough
4: my mum has pink hair so she can't get to the the hairdresser to dye her hair so she's going to grow it out and see what colour her roots are and then it will have like a dip dye effect And uh, my dad has threatened to um, grow a ponytail.
1: (laughs) Yeah, my boyfriend wants to grow a ponytail and I'm not really about that. He's bought a bandana already. Um, He's already embracing the like bouffant hair. He needed a haircut before this started and now it's just ridiculous.
2: I've actually heard that it's shaving heads and banana bread that are the two most popular things right now.
3: Now banana bread I can get on board with, 100%. I'm there. Shaving your head, not so much. Not about that life.
2: don't know if Charlotte wants to have a little word and then we'll move
0: on. I just didn't know what to say. Um, Well, personally, I've seen a lot of suspect banana bread on on Instagram. And I just don't think when you're making banana bread that you should put the banana on the top of it. I agree. Because it always goes brown and it looks (laughs) disgusting. But people are putting this like banana cut in half on the bread. And they're making it seem like a, I don't know, a brilliant Instagram photo. And if there was a dislike button, I would would press it because I'm not being impressed by that.
2: Right, let's get to it then. Since this is our first podcast, I'll just let you know what the structure is. Each one of us will talk through something we saw this week and we'll have a little bit of a chat about it and hopefully you all can relate at home. So, Sophia, you're first.
3: Hello, okay. So, did you see Professor Whitty's Advert this week on television about coronavirus, and if you did, this is the. If you did, did you notice that he did not blink the entire way through? Please say I'm not alone in this.
2: So, Sophia, you're talking about the. This is the UK government um, informational video thing.
3: Yes, I am, and oh my gosh, I every single time I watch it at the end of it, I have no idea what we we're saying. So, just focusing on the fact that his eyes do not move the entire way through. In fact, his entire face doesn't move. The only thing that moves is his mouth. It's It literally looks like his mouth has just been taken off someone else's face and, like, kind of photoshopped onto a static image. Yeah, anyway. Did you guys see it?
1: <laughs> Maybe it has been. You never know. Uh, yeah, it could be. The thing about this is, I really like Chris Whitty. Like, I've got a lot of time for him. I think he's great. Um, but <laughs> like I just couldn't work uncle. out why this... Yeah, I know. I know that people want to know my opinion on this, because before that, they obviously didn't like prof- Professor Swiftie. <laughs> but now they love him. Um, the thing is, I couldn't work out what was weird about the video for a long time. And it was when I noticed that he doesn't blink that I suddenly realised that is what is strange. Like, he, he just completely stares blankly at the screen and it is quite unsettling. But maybe that's what we need. Maybe we need... <laughs>
4: To be unsettled. Somebody
1: to stare at us and tell us that we shouldn't go out.
4: Yeah, but then he then didn't he develop coronavirus himself? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not it's sure I the take
3: from him. <laughs> but then at the end of the day, he wasn't the only one, was he? Because Boris Johnson has it. The health secretary They've all had got
1: it. it. They're riddled. I
2: think Everyone's it would have been good it. if they'd recorded three different versions of the same advert because it just looks a bit dull and they could have changed the background or something.
1: I'm assuming it was done on quite a quick turnaround to be fair but I feel like it could have yeah it could have been a bit more Pippa interesting Won't hear
4: anything negative about I know TV
1: I love NBA, him talent. I love him I do I tell you what I do love though um I don't know if anyone's seen the like BBC ones that they do where they like take a like an archive clip from a program and then like they play these later at night and it's like seriously stay at home there's a thick of it one i think there's an alan partridge one they're very good miranda
3: heart i saw it yeah i saw that the other day i've only was, like, seen the miranda one load of potatoes playing instruments <laughs> <laughs> you should check it out
1: oh there's yeah, there are a few one I've seen? um that so it's worth watching your tv late at night for extra special ones as well as chris witty who i love <laughs> why do you love like them <laughs> I don't know. I just, I quite liked him when he, well, I mean, we're, we feel like, I feel like we've entered a different territory with the press conferences this week. But like last week, like the golden trio was like Boris, Matt Hancock, and um, Chris. You know, that was what you wanted to see. When, <laughs> whenever they announced the lineup, that's who I wanted. Um, but do they, they don't announce the lineup.
0: <laughs> do they announce the lineup? I, I thought it was like a lucky dip. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of walk in and you're like, who's it going to be? And there's definitely an but order I think of they preference. Do know.
1: Yeah, well, whenever I see certain names, I won't mention the names that I, do, I just despair when I see them come up as they enter the room. No, you can't
0: say that, Pippa. You've got to tell us who's the worst. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. Well, I'm not a fan of... Um, of I can't even remember his name now. The housing secretary. Robert, Robert Jenrick. Jenrick. Yeah. I think because... it's
2: really rogue that they bring him out. What's he got to do with the price of fish? <laughs> and he doesn't even cold? talk about homelessness. He talks about
3: fish. <laughs> this is so nerdy. I don't get it. <laughs>
2: I honestly don't understand. Like
3: we're waiting for like a festival lineup like Assembly. <laughs> <and Grover. laughs> Coronavirus press oh, I conference. I love how <laughs>
2: me and someone else just went Robert Jenrick at the exact same time. Was it Charlotte?
0: <laughs> that's me, sorry. Such
2: nerds.
0: <laughs> and the thing Bad is it's girl, nothing like, personally is Cabinet members.
1: <laughs> it's nothing personal against Robert Jenrick. It's just not who I want to be seeing. It's just so weird. Um, we like Rishi, of course, and whenever Rishi comes out, that's, you know, that's golden
4: a trend. Although, I have to say about Rishi Sunak that I noticed um, that he doesn't know where to look. So, he doesn't, oh, he doesn't look so is he sort of like? Cam- so, this is back in the days when the journalists were allowed in the room of the, of the briefing. And he didn't know whether to look directly at the camera or just, you know... He needs to go back to theater school and be taught where his eye line <laughs> needs to be, like just above the audience. Focus on a spot. Don't look anyone in the eye, but pretend you're looking someone in the eye, and just remain still. His eyes were darting around all over the place, and I felt very unsettled.
1: Okay, but it's it's better than what we've had this week, which is people licking their fingers, people talking about PowerPoint slides that aren't there, um, and just all general manner of random things it's been a bit of a um cock up really
2: well this week. i oh. don't understand why the government can't decide on their brand they keep changing podium style pick one and go with it i know what a waste
1: why would we print why in this time who's printing these things i thought everyone was staying at home saving lives but no <laughs> they're out printing new podium signs so that we know exactly taking what this font back
3: to the original oh, like yeah. taking this back to the original like if they had time to print all of that, they had time to run through with witty before he read off that bloody order <laughs> without blinking. He, he could have had a practice run. I tell you what, that, though, I mean, she there's
2: this one freelancer somewhere going, "I need to recreate this podium several times so they can see I'm worthy and need to be kept employed." <laughs> yeah, an intern. <laughs>
1: um, it's also like. With the with the witty thing, I I like witty as I've
4: stated,
1: <laughs> but why? What was the decision of who did it? Because I was I was expecting Boris to be honest, but maybe it was decided that we needed we needed an expert to tell us to stay at home.
3: Yeah, like a, someone like that's not politically.
1: Yeah, blind, hey, well, apparently uh, I've seen that the Queen's going to do something at the weekend. Yeah. Look forward to that. Eight PM um, on Sunday. I think once the Queen gets involved, people
2: should surely listen. Well, we'll all look forward to watching the Queen on Sunday then. Rose, you're up next.
4: All right. Did you see the herd of goats that took over the streets of a little town in Wales?
2: I did,
1: and I love it.
4: For anyone who didn't see it, this is a herd of 122 Kashmiri goats that have come down from the mountains into the centre of Landudno. Now, apparently, they have they do do this occasionally when the weather is windy, which I think is so cute. They come down from the Windy <laughs> Mountains to shelter in the town, but they stay on the outskirts because they're a bit nervous of people. But obviously, there are no people on the streets. Everyone's at home. So they've taken the opportunity to head in, have a little explore around, and they're nibbling on all their hedges and just running around on the roads, and it's absolutely adorable. And there's... Um, there's a man called Andrew Stewart who, who works for the Manchester Evening News who's living in Landadneau at the moment. And he has taken on the role of documenting these goats. And he's, he's changed his Twitter bio to goat correspondent. And it's oh been my picked goodness. up by Global News. It's been picked up by the New York Times. Ellen DeGeneres retweeted it saying that Landadneau is the first place she's going to visit after this is all over. Everybody loves the goats. And I just can't get enough.
1: Um, I can't really imagine Ellen DeGeneres liking that did no having been there myself I'm not sure it's quite her destination uh but it's quite nice it's quite a nice seaside town um I actually saw one today there apparently there's deer that are taking over part of East London yeah and I haven't verified this but it looked
4: as well I think Billy Bragg the singer songwriter put that up on Twitter I think I think it's real I think there are really deer in Romford I think it was
1: it's quite a it's kind of a theme of the whole lockdown, isn't it across the world that all these animals are kind of taking back control yeah
4: take, <laughs> nice catchphrase. Um, yeah, they're taking over and uh, but some of the, some of them are fake news though so some people were saying there were dolphins in the canals of Venice and and that wasn't true so you do have to you do have to take all this with a pinch of salt, but the goats are definitely definitely real.
3: So hang on, you said there were one hundred and twenty two goats. Yeah. Is this is this very stupid? I didn't realise that goats had such big families. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's a lot of mouths to feed when the shelves are empty. That's why they've come into the town. Yeah. To look, look for see what they can scrounge. I guess.
1: Go to Tesco. Yeah. Okay, so so goats in London know. And what people? What do people think about them?
4: People love them. People think they're taking over, though. Um, the the guy Andrew Scott the guy who's been the become the goat correspondent said in one of his tweets that he welcomes our new goat overlords and I think quite a lot of people will probably agree with that that we're okay with it just let them take over it's quite enjoyable to see nature taking back its its land
3: are they causing any like mischief are they doing yeah anything they're they might
4: like, in general just a little bit mischievous like nibbling at people's um, people's flowers in their front gardens and things like that climbing over walls <gasps> but you know oh actually um there was one incident where um the police tried to try to round them up and uh, they ran away
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> made me think of um, hot fuzz when they have to catch the swans
2: well let's hope for happier times <laughs> i'm moving on um pippa what did you see this week
1: Okay, uh, did you see all the videos of people who can't taste anything due to coronavirus eating really weird things to prove that they can't taste anything? Okay, so this was on Twitter originally. Um, it was Andy Goldstein who's a talk sport presenter and he just filmed himself uh, eating really weird stuff. So he eats like a bit of onion, he eats some lemon, like a spoon of mustard. Uh, to say, like, I literally can't taste any of this. So it's, like, all from this new kind of symptom they found of coronavirus, or they think a new symptom, which is that a lot of people lose their taste and their smell. Don't and that's often even home. if you've had mild, <laughs> mild symptoms. So, um, so yeah. So he decided to kind of demonstrate this to the public. Uh, and then everybody... Basically, on about, I think it was on Wednesday night, I kind of fell into an internet hole where I saw this video and then I looked at the like comments below and just kept, kept endlessly watching these videos of people eating weird things like Tabasco and somebody ate Ew. some hand sanitizer, which I don't <laughs> think is healthy. Um, but they can't taste a thing. They can't taste a thing. I have two things. Are they doing this as a, te- a coronavirus test or is this just Well, no, intrigue. I think they're just doing it as like a, this is really weird. Um, Because I think it's it's been talked about this whole smell and taste thing, but it's not been officially recognized as a symptom. And it's kind of like just a really weird symptom to have uh, of coronavirus. Like it's just a weird thing. But they're saying it they're just saying it's lasting for like well after they're feeling well, like a whole week later, they still can't taste anything i have two things to say about this one is that i'm really excited for the day that somebody does it to try and prove they can't taste anything and their taste has come back uh are slightly sadistic but i just think it will be really funny and two is that basically i was talking about this to my granddad on the phone um i imagine lots of people have got like elderly relatives that they're trying to like deal with at this time and we're just like terrified about them getting it so i was talking about this taste and smell thing and I don't think he really heard me properly, but he got the general gist. And He was like, oh, I can't smell anything. Like, really? I've not been able to smell anything. And I was like, oh, my God, like, that's, you know, like, since when? Like, are you all right? And he, he was like, oh, for that's about three years. <laughs> so uh, I'm not concerned uh, <laughs> anymore. But
2: yeah. <laughs> Pippa, what would you eat if you lost your sense of Ooh, taste? i maybe
1: eat something that I don't normally like. Maybe I'd eat curry like hot curry because I can't normally eat that. Um, so maybe, yeah, I, I'm i not really a
2: massive spice person, so maybe I'd do that. I don't know though. I don't know if I'd want to eat something that I completely didn't like. Would that be weird putting that into your system, or would you just want to eat something really strong, like an onion, and be like, hey, Yeah, I so can want
4: to a whole it, garlic clove. Like
1: Uh, Wait, a globe or a a whole garlic bulb?
4: Just the clothes. They're
1: not crazy. Well,
4: still, that's not very kind to the people that you're self-isolating. Well, yeah.
1: Um, also, there was a lot of double dipping with the Coleman's mustard going on. Spoon into oh. mustard, then into mouth. Oh, Not good. No. But just then in general... He, Chris Whitty
4: needs to do a little uh, TV advert about the dangers of double dipping. Yeah,
1: I was just fascinated by it. I don't know why. I just I just can't stop watching these videos of people eating random foods. And I think it is mostly because I'm excited for when someone does it and actually their taste has come back.
4: Well, I find this one really hard to relate to because I... Members of my family lose their taste when they get a cold, and that has never ever happened to me, and I don't understand, and I can't, I just can't imagine it. And they all get really frustrated with me that I have this, like, seeming superpower where I can still taste, even when I have a cold. So I just, I don't think that would be a symptom for me. But if it was, I would probably be quite excited about it, because it's something I've never experienced.
1: I think what what kind of like fascinates me with it is like the, the degree to which, because like you can imagine losing a bit of smell, a bit of taste when you've got a cold or when you're feeling run down. But if you literally couldn't taste anything in your mouth, like you had no concept of what mustard tasted like at all. That's weird to me. They're like, literally, you should watch these videos. They're basically just like, this is just like liquid in my mouth. I have no concept of what this tastes like.
4: I think I would try wasabi. It's so
1: weird. Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't oh, think I'd want damage. to start with anything too dangerous, though, just in case I actually could taste it. Um, I'd have to kind of go up on the scale. Well,
2: one thing you definitely wouldn't want to taste is flour. Charlotte, what did you see this week?
0: Well, I'm not sure if any of you have seen this, but did you see the bag of flour which sold on eBay for all of £789? No, I
2: can't actually
0: I believe this. So for the for, for the baking connoisseurs out there, it is Alison's Strong White Bread Flour, which has the recommended retail price of £2. You can buy it in normally most supermarkets, but it has, due to the coronavirus restrictions and people panic buying, we basically, it's just sold out everywhere you want to go. And my mum, who is a very keen baker, it, is just <laughs> horrified by this. So, people have decided that they might want to profiteer on eBay. And this, so this item, I think it had about 20 bids. Um, and I think, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure, but I think the actual buyer refused to pay it in the end. But they've had a lot of, a lot of like hate mail on the, the criticisms. People have said, I can't believe you think this is acceptable to do. How can you justify charging this much for a bad affair? bag of flour and profiteering out of the, the pandemic. So it's really stirred a few oh. bakers nationwide, which I think is rightly so. Um but for the keen bakers like my mum, um, she feels like those newbies have come yeah. in and stolen her flour. So it's kind of like a division in society say, there at the moment. Some people who um, are like really
1: into baking or at least like have bread makers and they use them all the time um like I know I have relatives that do this and then they've been like aghast because like all these new people have been like oh you know what I'll do in my isolation I'll make a sourdough um and yeah there's just no bread flour to be had anywhere I just don't really it wouldn't be for me the time to start experimenting with food as in every bit of food I want to use it very like properly so if I tried to make bread there would it would just be a waste of a bag of flour really because I can imagine it would just be like a pancake so yeah
4: that's a good point
1: that's what my mum thinks
0: she feels that everyone's going to give up after a couple of weeks and then the flour is going to line the shelves again Mm. um but I mean it's easy to criticize a seller who I don't want to name him for his safety reasons (laughs) um the flour but he did
2: list (laughs) <laughs> but, but he probably did it for fun. And but he, no, he, uh, he realised he could actually sell exactly. it for £700. It, it was
0: listed for 99p with a postage of £3.85. <laughs> um, Fair. so That's even cheaper than it would be. Exactly. It is one kilogram as well. So actually, I think 1.5. So that's pretty heavy to put in the post. Um, so this poor guy probably wanted to make a couple of quid. And now these... You know, bidders have come and pushed it up to £789. And refused to pay. So I don't really think it's his fault. Uh, I think that's... Well, rumour has it on the eBay sphere (laughs) that they have refused to pay. I can't confirm and deny that at this stage. But yeah, £789.
4: Well, I have come across other um, avenues of buying flour. Um, My dad has emailed the the local windmill... um, to go straight to the source. Your dad and is so now, cute! <laughs> he's now in an email exchange with Wiccan Windmill, Wiccan Fen Windmill, and uh, they, they've they had to suspend... Well, there hasn't been enough wind in the last few days, so they haven't been able to make new flour, so they've they've sold their complete stock... And in their emails to my dad, they said we we think the wind will pick up in the next few days, and we should have oh. some ready for you next week if you'd like to place an order. And uh, and my dad has volunteered his services because he thinks it's important to keep the windmills going. So he's hoping that he's going to get called up to. Uh, to
2: I love the your dad.
4: Horses and keep that flower. Coming. Can I
2: just say though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that for a start. I know. <laughs> but I went to Sainsbury's yesterday. And all of our shelves were stocked. So I don't think it's that much of an issue What, anymore. even the flour? What? Even the flour.
1: Yeah, I think it's calmed down now. Obviously, like, a lot of bakers in the home counties no eggs, then. I think... <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably a specific problem in like slightly middle class commute about counties like yeah. all the rest of us are living in. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> to be honest and I, know, I just don't want to
4: make flour I mean we don't we, we don't, don't want to make, make
2: flour with all, all our windmills um no. yeah last <laughs> week there were no eggs and yesterday we went to Sainsbury's and Lidl and both had eggs well from one bit of bakery chat onto another, did you guys see this week's episode of the Stand yes, Up to Cancer? I did, Bake I Off?
1: did. on your recommendation. Hmm. I did.
2: Guys who did not watch, you have seriously oh. missed out on I good quality my content.
3: Hand. I'm guilty. I haven't seen. I haven't seen it. So you're gonna have to fill me in.
2: <laughs> so on this week's episode was Alex Jones from the One Show, Alison Hammond, all round. TV personality. She's mostly on This Morning. Queen. Yeah, what is her... Like, what does she do? Who, she's like, on I know GOB what she does. This but morning. Like, why, I why Why is she famous? Is
1: she famous? But she <laughs> just is. And we love her for I it. I've got nothing <laughs> against her. I just...
0: she's... But she's a showbiz journalist. She's a oh, showbiz okay. reporter. Come okay. on, guys. With it.
2: <laughs> Let's appreciate okay, her. Okay, Joe Sugg, the YouTuber. And lastly, James Blunt, who sings You Are Beautiful. We may hear that if we have the copyright. <laughs> <Yep. Yeah. laughs> Thank you, Sophia. <laughs> I'll give that to you for It free. was <laughs> much appreciated. <laughs> I have been watching all of the episodes on Yay. Rose's recommendation. However, I haven't Yay. found many of them very funny until this week. No, but this week was particularly funny, mainly because it was disaster after disaster. So, Joe Sugg (laughs) fainted after cutting his finger. What? (laughs) Yeah. Not that badly. Yeah. Not that badly.
1: It was a bit of a Gillian Heath from I'm a Celebrity, I have to say.
2: No, 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 it was, it was, hang on. So, so, (laughs) he, he cut his finger and he went, oops, there's blood. And the the paramedic came over. Yes, they had a paramedic. I guess he was dressed like a paramedic. He may have been first aid. I think yes. he was St. John's okay, Ambulance, be to be fair. Um, and he was doing whatever he was to his finger. And Joe suddenly goes, I might need to take a step outside. I'm feeling a bit weird. And then all of a sudden, he fell to the ground and the St. John's Ambulance man caught him on his way down.
4: And So graceful. <laughs> um, I have... <laughs>
1: I have seen online uh, people comparing him to Gillian, Gillian McKeith Heath from I'm a Celebrity. It was a little bit... Oh, Gillian McKeith, yes. Uh, I don't know if I anyone do. remembers that. Alison Hammond was there too. But, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe she's the common denominator in all these scenarios. The way he fell was a little bit kind of like he kind of went a bit he and then he fully went pale. but I, I think having fainted myself it looked quite believable I'm not going to suggest he yeah. yeah and like he sort of like he didn't fall he kind of just like Ooh. lost his balance and then kind of fell which I think is how it generally and goes and he immediately so I believe him
2: he got but up but it was a bit extreme went, as a how reaction. much time is there left no he he went have I did I just faint very how dedicated. much time is there left <laughs> <laughs> that
3: is the kind of dedication um, we want in Baker.
2: I don't want to be insensitive, but I do think that fainting at a little bit of blood (laughs) is slightly dramatic. However, for some people, it's a serious issue. Actually, I have to
0: admit, I'm, you know, the antibody test to like prick the finger. I'm really squeamish with blood and I watched it on BBC News last night and I saw them prick and I went dizzy and I just had to like take, I didn't faint, but it was close. I had to take a step out of the room.
2: Well, did you see on the news last night, they were showing, last night being Thursday evening, they showed a clip of someone sneezing because they wanted to show how far <laughs> the droplets travel. It was the oh, most yeah. disgusting thing. It was in slow motion. There was spit going <laughs> everywhere. It's like, cover your mouth, So It was grim. Anyway, that's not what <laughs> we were talking about. Um, another dramatic thing that happened from the Bake Off was Alex Jones just isn't a very good baker in general, and um she was no no no. She was trying to put her bowl back into the kitchen aid, trying no. to fix it in. She clearly the bowl didn't went... do it properly. She switched on the kitchen aid, it started spinning, and the bowl like smashed and like fell off onto the ground and she was bleeding too and it was like crazy times
1: i think the thing with this which was brilliant was that it was like set up brilliantly because there were several shots throughout the program with her struggling to put this bowl on this thing and i was like what is she doing and i thought they had a safety mechanism on them so that you couldn't turn it on unless it was like clicked properly in but obviously not because uh, eventually she completely fails at it and causes mass I'm just impressed with oh, the yeah. team that managed to clear up all that glass, and she then
3: just carried on yeah. with a brand the new bowl, all perfect. Amazing,
4: and the editing, as you pointed out, Pippa, I've always been a big, big fan of the Bake Off editing. They always manage
3: to just get those shots like to perfection. Don't tell your mom, Charlotte, because that is a waste of flour.
0: <laughs> I know. She honestly,
2: she won't be able to watch it. She genuinely did it. She did it like five times. Like that was already her like fifth attempt. She really was not. Well, <laughs> Alex Jones is not a baker. And just yeah, she's to not conclude, strong,
4: but she, she was a good a good entertainer.
2: She was indeed. And just to conclude on the baking chat, there was this other funny moment where Alison Hammond was saying, "I don't think there's going to be much drama." And then, that's funny in itself. And then she went, "Wait, where's my oven lit? <laughs> where's my oven door gone?" Because basically they have fancy oven doors where the oven door goes underneath the oven when it closes. They're so snazzy. And my dad was going, wow, they must save a How lot of space. How much
3: space does an oven door?
2: But it was just so funny. But then
3: surely that's
2: true. Surely loads of
1: air comes out of the mm, oven when that's you do true.
2: that. But I genuinely did think for a second, <laughs> oh my God, where's her oven door gone? Um, but it was
1: there. Um, the thing is, I agree it was a very funny... Uh, like celebrity bake-off, but it's not my funniest ever celebrity bake-off, which is why you need to delve into the, the back catalogue, Talon.
4: Yes, please. Let's. My
1: top two are the one with the yes. Russell Brand. agreed, that's the best one, and the one and James with James A. Caster, which James is Agatha! just hilarious. Oh, I, need to I would recommend. Mm. Whilst you have time,
4: the one is how do I
1: watch those?
0: Are any of them with Mary Berry, or are they all the new cast? Because I'm, I'm, I've got my
1: loyalty to I Mary, so. and I can't watch any of the new series. <laughs> well, these ones are all new ones, I think, all Channel Four. But, um, but they are good. They are worth it. Yeah. I actually think the celebrity version has got better on Channel Four Ooh, than it used to brilliant. be. Big claim. On the Red Nose Days, controversial, but true. Yeah
2: okay well that's what we all saw this week and hopefully you did see them and if you didn't you're now going to go and catch up on that (laughs) i can't say you're going to find the
0: flower story anywhere it's kind of an insider story in the in the (laughs) bread making community of west sussex but you know i'm glad i've shed light on it
2: that's great thanks charlotte we really appreciate your newsworthy content thank you So that's it for our first episode of the podcast, Did You See? We hope you enjoyed it. We certainly did. Make sure to catch us next time for the newest episode. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.